0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Get Out of Rap. Today I'm lucky enough to be joined by Paul Moore. Paul is um, the head of uh, three teams actually operational training, QA, and customer re- relations for LV. And he's been at LV for six years. And this year they were the recipient of the gold award, the best learning team at the um, National Learning Awards. So Paul, thank you very much for giving up your time. Thank you for having me. Hello. Um, So training has been something that people have been continually asking about and specifically training within contact center, how that works with both other um, support teams, but also operations. And you're in the lucky position of kind of looking after a few operational teams at once. Yeah.
1: How, does that, how does that synergy work? Well, the plan is that, that by putting those three areas together, working with the front line, it, it aligns really well, so we will bring people in. Um, the, the training and learning team will make sure we've got the, the skills and the knowledge to do the role. QA will understand and, and assess are the individuals and also is the system and, and the environment doing what it should do. Let's, let's check that out. And also, let's put it right if it goes wrong and let's prevent it happening again. So the plan is to, is to close the loop um, working, as I say, in partnership with the front line. So it works really well.
0: And if we take your, specifically your training team, um, can you give us an idea of the scale of both the team, but also operationally, who they are supporting?
1: Yeah. So um, LVGI is around about three and a half thousand people. Um, we've got large operational base which is the the core of what my team look after so that's contact centre back office Um, when i say contact because like most organisations that now means digital and live chat etc as well Um, we are uk only but we're national so in seven sites Um, the training team is split across those seven sites so um, different sizes in different sites aligned to the 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 site strategy Um, that means we've got pockets of people in uh, different ends of the country, challenges of working together. Um, as the business transforms and becomes digital first, we need to do the same. So um, we've got that focus. Um, we've got a team, or I've, I've got two account managers, business partners who partner with the, with the business and make sure that what we're doing is what we should be doing and that the value is understood. Um, we've got some people managers and we've got we've got the, the actual trainers who work again—that I guess you call the face—but um, but that role is changing massively and has changed compared to what it was five years ago. So yeah, that's what we're doing. You
0: mentioned something there um, again in terms of th- questions or feedback in relation to the podcast and what people wanted to hear about. You said um, that within OV there's more of a focus now. or well, there's uh, towards digital. Mm-hmm. How has that had an impact on? The training provision what the kind of challenges and how do you overcome them for people in training when they're approaching the digitalization if you like if that's a word of um our environment the contact center environment
1: for the trainers themselves right for, for us in a learning world
0: yes and also but taking people on that kind of journey with you your stakeholders
1: yeah. your learners i think so we've we know as an organization where we want to go we don't want to be digital only but we do want to be digital first and and to make sure that that we're increasing the amount of choice that our customers have from us. Um, Clearly that gives my stakeholders, but also myself and my team a a challenge to deliver what we need to do that. So I think most people go into a training role, and I include myself in this, because we want to help people and we want to develop people, and that's what we're genuinely passionate about. So I think a number of years ago, I I would have thought I'd have been made redundant by e-learning as it was known, those. a number of years later, I now run a team where digital is just every single member of my team designs and delivers digital learning at, in, in the same week as they're delivering face-to-face. It, it, it's the way, it, it's how it's, it hasn't happened, it's not always been easy, but that's how we've got there. So yeah, it, it's, it, it's been about making sure that people understand that things will be different, but taking that threat away, I think, from, from an internal training and learning team's perspective. Um, I guess showing what's in it for them as well and uh, an opportunity for for different skills. Um, Everybody knows what's out in the market as well and we're not far from the only organisation in the the same boat. Um, I think people like new things and the people that tend to go into a training role tend to be curious and enthusiastic and have lots of ideas so actually the, the proposition of doing new stuff and learning new ways whether that's um, learning at the point of need or we're experimenting with video and, and things like that actually that, that there's a good skills match I, I, th- I think w- with there um, I think there is something about bringing our stakeholders with us to make sure that if we're used to a room full of new entrants in a contact center environment that actually introducing a, a blended tool because we, we will still We'll do it on that basis rather than digital only. Um, that they understand the value of that, and that it's not um, all about cost cutting, uh, and, and it brings the the, the, the other benefits. as enabled to track track benefits, and um, it's also in line with more in line with the expectations of some of the people that we bring in. Bring I was going to
0: say, do the demographics, without generalising, the, there is an expectation now more so than there used to be, maybe even ten years ago. Of what that first interaction with the training team is going to look like. Some of it may be digital. Some of it may be face-to. Has that helped you with stakeholders? Or
1: yeah, um, it, is it
0: true in the first instance? I mean,
1: I think there's a whole load of research out there that um, talks about the expectations of millennials. You know, there's there's hundreds of reports that come into to your inbox. Yeah. Um, and I should say that at LV we've got um, people who are young and the millennials and gen Zers coming through and we've also got lots of people who aren't I include myself in that Um, (laughs) big birthday coming up don't know where that puts (laughs) me (laughs) so so, but but, you know and and people who fall in between of that so um, we need to cater for everybody but clearly a number of people coming in are at the younger end of of, of the scale I think that a load of the research says you know millennials want this that and the other and I think there's a danger that people assume that the people who aren't Millennials and Gen Zers don't want that. So read a load of research, Millennials, you know, you've got, to, you've got to provide opportunities and everything's got to be digital and if they're not happy they'll leave. Well, who doesn't want to be cared about and who doesn't want to be supported and who doesn't want to have opportunities? Um, there might be a lower tolerance amongst some of the people that we bring in now, but the principles are the same. I think um, there is a difference, though, in, in clearly how people learn and how people are used to learning, and um, the obvious one about what do you want to do when you don't know how to do something. Now, well, you'll reach for YouTube and you'll find out how to mm. how to do that. Um, I did that this morning when my kettle didn't work, but the kettle is broken, so um, it hasn't delivered what I needed it. Um, but what you can do, I think, is is try and in, in a mixed business, which I think most are, try and walk the line between what works for everybody, really, and that's why we go down the blended route. We don't um, send people only a digital module to say, you have to complete this before you join us. We've considered it. Um, we thought it was, at, at the point we did it, we thought it was too cold, um, and it's a competitive market. So we want to send the signal in our market that we, again, come in, we're a great company, um, we will look after you and support you. So and also it doesn't work for everybody mm. so we want people who are great with customers not only great with tech um so it's it's a challenge you mentioned um experimenting with
0: video is that to tap into this kind of cuz that that youtube analogy example is a great one yeah you know it is kind of the most bizarre things instructions wise are on youtube yes. you know
1: so yeah um, we've got a, a piece of work we've got going on at the moment actually um, around just short 60-second bulletins um, with it's, it's my team who are, who are um, presenting these at the moment although I think long-term actually why does it only need to be my team because there's plenty of people out there who've got the knowledge and we can help curate it um, of, of doing that at the point of need. So when you've got a general communication that needs to go out, does that need to be a piece of training? Probably not. Does a team leader need that? Um, it can do. But actually, um, team leaders have a really difficult role and might have people on different shifts. And just that consistency of message, how do you tap around all those challenges? How do you tap in to get something that's consistent but engaging, you know, is been watched and digested, but isn't a huge, big piece of mandatory learning that people click through without paying any attention so yeah that's what we're trialing at the moment um, with with selected parts of the business I've actually got some really good feedback on it we're choosing the topics really well though or really carefully I should say Um, and as I say we're keeping them to short snappy lively so they're not an insurance video they are kind of an entertainment video and we, do, we're, we haven't got any money for this, so we're not, you know, we're not spending thousands of pounds on this. We're doing this with what we've got and a video camera and trying to get it into our, into our system. So it is a challenge, um, but it, it's, yeah. the team are loving it and, and, and the parts of the business we're trialling with also. So. I think
0: our industry is best when we have to be creative like
1: that. Yeah. I, I, that kind of creativity...
0: Um, I can just envisage you guys putting videos together. And I'm sure the recipients buy into that authenticity and the fact that it isn't overly polished as well. (laughs) You know what what I mean? It's Uh, not kind of
1: like Ed Winchester type. No. um, corporate videos. Exactly, exactly that. And that we are as I say we're piloting it at the moment. So I can't say we've got 3 years of this under our belt, but so far exactly what you're saying is is coming back from a really small scale um pilot. So it's something we want to concentrate on.
0: And have you are you the custodian then of that kind of balanced view or do the the people that you're supporting understand that or what I mean by that is are there some people that will say oh well why don't we just have everything via e-learning.
1: Uh, yes, there's also people that say let's have nothing via right. e-learning. E- e- so yeah, we 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 are kind of the, the balance of that, um, and convincing those that perhaps aren't 100% bought into it that that there's a good reason for this. It's not make it about things being only cheaper. There's there's you know why would you not want something that's faster or better. Um, and the flip side of that as well, that, you know, what we are, for someone that's, that's mad on digital um, and, and completely up for it and absolutely on, on, in line with our company strategy, um, that, you know, what we are on the front foot with this, we're, we, we've got loads of ideas, um, help us with, with that. And we're looking at various things at the moment that, that helps it. So, so, yeah, we are, we are the balance. Um, and as in most cases with the variation of stakeholders, um, it's about the skill of 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 um, bringing people with you. Has it meant that the
0: skills within your team, or maybe people that you are, let's say you're recruiting into your team? Yeah. How do you does that, Has that this balance been reflected in what you're looking for?
1: Yeah, yeah, it has. Um, again, um, we we still call people trainers actually, but but what we look for is probably something along the lines of a facilitator so we 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 do still want people who can get in a room who know their stuff who are technically brilliant uh, and can be trusted and relied upon and can communicate and hold the attention all the things that you need from a traditional trainer but we also need people who can do the equivalent of that digitally who a stakeholder who they're going to bump into in the corridor can can engage with as well and who are bold enough and brave enough to, to do that. Um, a few years ago, we started making the step towards E or digital and we started with, okay, well, let's have one or two people over there in the corner because e, e corner, that's the special, just different people. Dealing in binary. <laughs> they're, they're, exactly, yeah, the next, next, next. We won't talk to them. Um, so I uh, did a great job at the time, but that's grown and that is just that's no longer good enough. So the expectation of people in my team now is that they will, digital is just the way that we do. So every person can design and deliver digital, whether that's virtual classroom, we're, we're building that one now, but in line with Articulate and, and, and Vyond and Video um, Game Learning is the, is, the, is the other one we're doing. Um, we what expect what does that, that. Mean? So we've got informal learning where... Um, we will put something out in some of our in some of our business areas where, um, instead of pumping information out and saying come to a, come to the you know half a day or an hours course next next Wednesday, um, actually here's a, here's an informal legends we've been calling them. So um, let's just throw a load of questions at you, and there's a leaderboard, and it's all very informal, but um, it, people. Bit of friendly competition, I yeah. suppose. People have gone in some areas. People have gone crazy for it. We've we've themed stuff as well. So we've yeah. done it in sporting events and all, and all of that. Um, we've had to put almost zero work into generating users on it because they've done it themselves. That's great. Um, a couple of prizes every now and again, but not. You know, we've got to be careful with it because we don't want it to be. There's a league table on the wall of and who's at the bottom of that and who's at the top because that is not what we want to do. This is this is about building people's knowledge and confidence, not about Destroying them. Just show the top. Yeah, but, I always yeah. think that with leak tape, just show the top. That's fine. It's an idea, but what, what, who's not in the top? It, it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 um, it's a, it, it, it's, it's organically happening, and I think it's really good. And we've got people in the business who are asking to take that on, um, which we obviously need to think about. Okay, what? How do we make sure that that's quality assured and and everything else, but without being too controlling about it? So. Yeah, that's, that's happening as well. That's an example of the informal learning where it has created a, a pull even in a really busy operational world but we've got to be really careful that we remember that these people have a, have a day job to do, they've got customers to speak to, so um, you know, you've know you got to make sure that that's what they are there to do and, and this stuff fits around that.
0: And what would you say to people who uh, I'm lucky enough to go and see so many different um, contact centres and some Where, what would you say to someone who has all of those attributes that you've mentioned about being curious, creative? Mm -hmm. Because it must give you such a buzz on your team, such a buzz where you create something like this and then you see massive engagement on it. The last point you made around kind of understanding, though, that people are potentially in an environment where they're getting hammered with contacts Mm -hmm. and there's no time for anything. Through um, various reasons, I've been into contact centres where people have—you might meet the training or L&D team, and they've got some great ideas or great content. And then you find out, but due to operational pressures, uh, yeah. that, no one, that no one really ever gets exposed to that, <laughs> or maybe they just get exposed to a bit, and then they're yanked back to deal with the, the you know, the, the reason for the business. How, yeah. Someone out, some people might be listening and going. It sounds like you've absolutely nailed it how what would you say to someone in ways that they might be able to find that balance or it's difficult because you've got to navigate through yeah. so many different um
1: yeah first of all, we haven't nailed it let's um, let me you know let's just be upfront about that i'd I'd say that we are we've been working on it and we're a lot stronger than it when we than than we have been in the past, but I think um Every training or L and D team that I've ever met has does have some level of challenge with it. So just to, just to put that out there, <laughs> um, I think um, yeah, keeping a training team engaged when actually um, making sure that, that realizing that actually we are here as part of a of a profit making business. Um, and how do you balance the amount of ideas that come through yeah. with that? So first of all, I think that's a really nice problem to have because actually going home thinking, oh, how can I, how can I steer those that desire? That, that's, that's great, rather than trying to flog some ideas out of people that don't care. So lovely problem to have, and the training attracts people like that. Um, how do we make sure that those ideas are useful for what in the context you're talking about? I, I found it that if you make sure that the business strategy is clear to the people in the training team, then those ideas will naturally gravitate over time to meet to, to ideas about how to improve that. So rather than about something completely crazy, um, actually, I've been thinking about this, and what about if we did that? And 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 the this that they're thinking about tends to be a business problem anyway. Or throw a business problem out there and ask for, ask for ideas. So there's no shortage of that generally. Um, When there are left field things, actually I think it's about having a great relationship or a decent at least relationship with the business to be able to to table those. Um, In the scheme of that though, you've still got, I I do understand that you've still got a busy contact centre with thousands of calls coming in um, and that has to come first. So I think it's about, um, we can't always change what we do, but we can change how we do it so, we, we put a lot of energy into that, and if, what ideas have you got of, of doing this job better so we achieve the outcome? Um, but as I say, if, if, if the training strategy is aligned to the business strategy, and people are aligned to those, then I found that the ideas that people will bring in do resonate with what the business is trying to achieve, and that means the business gets it as well. Does that make sense? So, you have
0: a creative, inquisitive yeah, team, Yeah very clear and aligned with the overall strategy of the operation yeah and you mentioned there um, good relationships and coming up with content to overcome very real challenges so it's relevant does does that mean to establish that relationship over and above just personal relationship building do your team do you um, have cadence and routines of interaction between yourself and ops and the other people that you support
1: yeah we we absolutely do and again that's 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 more in some areas than others i'm not saying that it's all, it's all perfect but we know that's what we aspire to do and as i say we're, we're very strong in some of that area um we need to be part of seen as part of the business or a partner of the business um not being kind of an ivory tower um but but also far enough away in, in my opinion from the business so so we are seen as um, having having a valid view um, and perhaps a bit of independence as well. Um, so I think we 've got to be credible, I, I think most of my people come in fact all of my people come from a business operations area, and so, so do I. Um, so you need to be able to talk and understand what 's important to people, genuinely get it. Um, and show it as well so where we've had things like business migrations and and we may come up with something that hasn't been done before or we may want to not do something that the business wants us to do there has been an element of proving it so again I can talk about being a partner but sometimes there is a bit about earn that and and prove it so we may need to give a recommendation that we do or we don't do something it works we track it and we validate that and then we're playing that back to say well actually this, this has worked in line with what we thought um, it ha- or it hasn't. Um, there's some really interesting stats out there that I was reading that says 62% of current problems are caused by previous solutions. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> um, so it's and I'm sure you can argue that number up or down but the, the, the principle of actually let's, let's work together to make sure that that number is as low as it possibly can is what we probably work on together.
0: That's fascinating, 62% of current problems are as a result of previous solutions.
1: Yeah, I mean I was at an industry benchmarking event and, and they, they asked us, uh, a group of, of learning professionals, what, what the number what in, in their organisation and everybody. Um, thought it was between 50 and 80 in their own organisations. I won't say who those organisations were. Um, and and then um, the the, um, the research um, was was 62. But yeah, every, it, it kind of came alive in that room. Um, and it was all with best intentions. And, and the other thing that, that I brought up at that session is, well, it, it, there's a danger that that then becomes having a pop at an operational leader, whereas actually they've got 101 challenges and also something might have been right at that time. Um, I was going to
0: say, how much of that is down to, or what, what, what were the reasons?
1: Um, there were some perceptions of being detached, not understanding, not looking forward. And I thought, well, I, I get that. And, and perhaps that is the case in some cases, but in, in some businesses, and I include my own, um, we will have an operational challenge of we understand where we want to aspire to be and where we're we're focused on getting, but there is also the day-to-day that that we're talking about. We've got hundreds of thousands of customers that that need to um, speak to us or or deal with us. So sometimes you have to make a decision that um, you may know isn't really the one you want to make, but it's a pragmatic one because it will get you where you want to go in the short term. So that was an interesting discussion, I think. And I think also just going back a, a few minutes about the keeping the the training team engaged on it. It's helping the trainers understand that because sometimes it's not always clear why a decision has been made. Well, today we were doing this and now we're going to recruit in this team and we're going to not have this site recruiting and last week we were going to do something different. Well, does that mean it is a wrong decision or has something happened? which inevitably it has, to change that decision. So someone, someone, a sane person has made that decision. Yeah. Why have they made that decision? With the best intentions. With the best intentions.
0: Based on the context of yeah. the environment, the market, customers, regulators maybe. Yeah. Does that then give you, certainly, especially in your role, and you ask your team to do this, to then think about things that stand the test of time, so that have some longevity, um, and I'm thinking, so, for example, one thing that's constant in our world is that there's change. Yeah. And helping people, so I've worked with team training teams in the past who, again, they must have had some interesting stakeholder conversations to say, we want to be able to take an operational frontline team and train them on how the change curve and what that means and how team leaders might better manage people through change. Mm-hmm. Where that can't necessarily be pinned to something that's like ROI. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. It's not a regulatory change. It's not going to improve. It's not going to reduce complaints or whatever. Yeah. But it's going to, it's kind of fitting people or equipping people rather to be better. Yeah. In a hyper change environment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what we, um, uh, again, a, a, a challenge. So yes, we do have that. Um and we have a learning and development team centrally who will look after um, uh, overall change work. But again, we work in partnership with with with, with those colleagues. Um, it, it absolutely is. We, we have we are in the fourth industrial revolution. Everybody's job is changing everywhere we look. There's data that shows x number of jobs are going to be automated. But also, that the jobs that kids are doing now um, or the jobs that they will do don't even exist now. So that there's yeah. loads of stuff um, and internal changes. So. Yeah, there is. There is. We sort of weave that through. We've done lots of work around VUCA, so volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous, or ambiguity, um, and helping people understand that. Well, for a start, actually, this is inevitable. But sometimes that's not a helpful message to say. Can well, you do that? Ac- yeah. Can you
0: say that acronym again? Uh,
1: volatile. You're testing me now. Volatile, <laughs> okay. um, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Which kind of describes the world we're in at the yeah. moment, and you know, nationally, internationally, never mind in in, in business. Um, so I think there's something about helping people understand that this isn't just a team. This isn't just happening here. This isn't happening just in a customer environment or an insurance environment or whatever sector you're in. It is it is life more so than certainly than my lifetime. It's ever ever been, and it's going to get more so. So helping people through that and that it's okay to to feel uncertain because that is how things are um, and not promising that things are going to be the same that they may have been in the past particularly um, in a company like ours where we've been growing we've done really well but actually that doesn't mean to say we don't need to change and keep on the front foot so supporting people with that mindset as well as um, Actually, what the change is—the procedural change—and we've had that in some of my other teams. It's like customer relations teams. We've we've made some changes um, operationally um, after a period of a long period of stability. Um, so, how, how do we do that? So, uh, again, the, the training team tend to be um, uh, sort of enthusiastic about that, but it also can mean that they need a bit of help as as, as well. Just. I get what we're trying to do, but how, how, how could how could you help us? So yes, is the answer to your question. Um, and try to show that actually there's a there's a positive to it as well. It isn't. It, don't assume that this ends in disaster. Assume that this ends up with actually you don't know where it will go. So it's is interesting. Um, let's go with it and and, uh, and have an open mind.
0: Do you with with your team? And so you've got. Did you say seven different
1: seven sites? Yeah, yeah.
0: Will they all undertake? Um, some of the the key component parts that maybe a lot of people recognize about the training team delivery yep. so, induction
1: yeah so- we, we probably want quite a lot really because we do, we, we expect people to do the, the the classic training cycle, identify, design, deliver, evaluate, we expect people to do all of that, um, classroom blended digital different tools, and we are now guiding people on to do um, data analytics as well that's ultra early days, but that's, you know, we, we do want that. So, yeah, we expect people that they tend to be based in a site that their skill or their technical expertise is aligned to the site that they're in. Um, but that can change over time as well.
0: Just something you said there and absolutely pick up on the fact you said it's really early days. But um, do you say data analytics and the impact that that has on your your team and what you the support you provide Can you just talk to that a bit
1: yeah so we've got um there's a danger isn't there I mean any, anyone in, in training will will have heard we need training on dot 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 and <laughs> now <laughs> yeah now and it hasn't been done oh my god um, what what are we going to do with this and you can you can choose to rally the troops and off you go sometimes that's the right thing to do but more often than not What's the, What actually outcome are you trying to achieve? Let's not talk about training, let's talk about performance and, and what what we want to do. Um, yeah, so, so it's trying to c- put that in, in context and use data, which is an increasing expectation within our business, to, to use, well, help me make a decision on it then, where's the data? Um, so in order to answer that question, um, we need, people like me and my teams to be able to use that data uh, to generate insight to either take to the business uh, to say we're seeing this or more often than not to respond to questions of we think we need to do xyz okay we'll have we'll look at this data share this with us um, and it's only in that I think that's always been the ideal state but now with the amount of data and insight that's out there and, and much more easily um, attainable in, in in many businesses, it's easier to to get in that. Whether that's through your learning management system or th- through something that you're building yourself, um, we 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 can track our digital learning and how many questions have been answered, and how many times have they been re-answered, and have we got individuals that aren't you know struggling. Um, but also wider than that in. in the system how is that relating to performance when we get when they get out onto the floor Um, we've got conversations happening at the moment around how we maximize that um, performance um, because like we said it's a real business and we need people there for a reason to help customers so I hadn't even considered that
0: so all of this all you are obviously getting now untold or much more data than you've ever had yeah about the content and also the method of delivery Yeah. you must where does that all go (laughs) is that like it's in a continual loop of you going okay this is what this has told us and now we have to then factor that
1: into yeah we have those conversations internally a lot now over the last probably year um we are now having those conversations with the business as well but again this is this is one of my current live focuses now um and making sure, kind of feels like the digital challenge did a few years ago about making sure that a team of trainers who are not, this is a generalized statement, and I include myself in this, but are not naturally data obsessed. Um, How do we use what's available and that insight to better inform what we do? Um, Which, as I say, goes back to make sure we're aligned to the the strategy. How, How do you show you are? Well, here's some data. Um as i say it, it's a focus now we're using our l m s to 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 get some of that um but we're also looking at other methods of um how how can we do it without generating a whole cottage industry because yeah. you could have someone you could have you have ten people churning the data um and analyzing it we, we can't afford that we need to direct activity towards the right stuff and data is another tool to help us do that. And as I say, that's that for us. That's organisation-wide. We've got a clear steer on that. Um, so I don't see my team as any different than any other team in the business, really. Just because we're access trainers. to more data, yeah, yeah. How
0: you use it, so yeah. you don't suffer like this kind of like paralysis through analysis. Yeah. yeah. Does this? Will this feed into? or well, well, this is kind of a big question. <laughs> Um, and especially given that you cover lots of teams um, what for you though is the real the, the real if how do you measure the effectiveness of what you're what you're doing is, yeah. is it partly data is it partly you can see it or your operational teams say to you it's been effective what's uh,
1: yes we want to get more data I think um, we have we will do we have a, a, a chunk of work off the back of what we do, which is evaluation. Um, we will do that more specifically and thoroughly on some work than we will on others. Some, sometimes it's a standalone piece of work, how effectively is, has, has this worked through um, tracking as I say, the, the performance of, well we've trained this group of people on on, on on this, well actually can they now do this in the business two months down the line? So there's that type of thing and that's easier with Technical can, can somebody change an address on a system yeah. or can 't they accurately um, and that 's where the QA team comes in as well um, but there 's the softer side of it as well of are we seeing the behaviors and, and that 's the, the challenges of the of the team leaders who have a really challenging role and, and, and to make sure that that um, you know, they're in the middle aren't they really, we've got, they've, got to, they've got to take new people, integrate them into new teams and, and get them to perform, so we work with them, um, but yeah we are getting data more and more. I think we have had a challenge at times though around making sure that we don't overdo that and sometimes it's a, we've had a message of, do you know what, we trust you, um, so don't book us a meeting to take us through an hour of this stuff when we are we are actually happy with what your team have done, but we have a... We have a need as a training team to feel as though and, and to prove, prove, our, prove our value because training has to be seen as, as an asset, not a cost. So it's, it's us sometimes generating that. I say, look, look, look what we've done. Um, and again, that's a nice problem to have when you've got someone saying, I don't need this. Do you this. think
0: support teams do that enough? It's something that we, um, from BPA within the special interest group, one of the things we talked about was, I think this was only in quality, but they quality teams don't aren't very good at blowing their own trumpet. Mm-hmm. And they should get into the mindset of being able to create a role of honour, if you like, to say, Here's, we did this and this and this and this. This led to process improvement. This led to this. Yeah. This led to that. Do you find the same thing within, again, generalisation maybe, but do you find the same thing within training? Yes, I
1: mean, all, they're all, all support teams to answer your general question, absolutely. I was listening to some of your other podcasts with um, Ed from the AA talking about, about QA again. Same principle, show the value that you're delivering um, and sometimes that is playing back what you were asked to do. Some of it might be actually a friendly challenge to show actually, you know, or, or, or to demonstrate, well you've asked for this but actually what we, if, if we understand the problem you're really trying to solve, we think we could deliver that instead. Um, sometimes that's welcome sometimes in an incredibly busy world that's not so welcome Um, so so, yeah there's something and also making sure that the people in the support teams feel that value as well because it can be really hard you know Mm -hmm. another request for MI that's coming in, what about this, what about that Um, okay well we've sent that load out, what about this and it can very easily turn into the hamster wheel so yeah there's, there's a there's a piece of work that we do as I say we we. we I, I've in my team I've got got um, a couple of ladies whose role it is to, to do our planning but also to um, do the relationship and, and, and do the they, way back
0: I was going to ask you do they plan are they the ones that are like air traffic control if you like all your streams of activity yeah are they the ones that are saying okay these are up in the air but we've got these ones launching yes you,
1: yeah it's a, it's a sort of a sort of a a sighing yes when I say that because actually (laughs) um, what we really want is a really clever slick way of doing that Um, and and, and our contact centre planning is obviously automated and planned within an inch of its life and and, and very clever Um, with training we've tried that um, about actually adopting the same principles but got to understand what the priorities are and, mm-hmm. and and the training element of well actually we could fit that in on that day but what about what of those people known in the past and how, what are they going to bring in with them and is it the right person at the right time it's not just about a bum on a seat actually is are they the right person and have we got the right learning intervention with the right trainer at the, at the time in years to come i'm sure that that will become a reality um, but at the moment it's not, so yeah, it takes a bit of manual intervention. So that's quite an interesting role as well, really, because we want um, those um, people to to be doing the planning, but as I say, also um, facing off to the business to support me and support the team. The advantage it gives, though, is that it's all done in one one hit. So we don't have meetings where we say, "All right, well, we'll go and we'll go and off and we'll check that and we'll come back in a week's time." The people that are talking. In, in my team, about that are the people who will be planning as well, so they will know in the head. Um, so that's well, this like is project
0: management mm. plus implementation,
1: yeah, plus all sorts. Isn't yeah, it? And, and they have a training background as well. So so that that is, in my view, in in our current setup, and I know it doesn't, it it, it may or may not work for every environment, but for mine, um, that adds an, 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 an another element. If we if we only had a planner in there, very important role. But but if they didn't understand the the learning aspect, it wouldn't work. And if they only understood the learning aspect, that wouldn't work either. So it's it's a real, it's quite a niche role actually. Uh, it, a lot it, of variety.
0: It, it is. And how how often do you, and how do you get your teams together? Obviously they're all bu- they're all busy doing things. But how often do you pull yeah. them together to keep them? aligned with the strategy and other tactical needs?
1: So we previously we would have got the people physically together three or four times a year and all at different ends of the country um, that is a challenge um, and, and a cost um, so we will now will employ video conferencing um, and then we've got a, a, the the task of making that as engaging as we can. the The, 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 the brilliant thing is we've got 25 imaginative people. So you end up with virtual challenges and dialing back on and dialing off and some collaborating across across and we'll go into a different room and lo- loads of things. There are ways you can do it. Um, and I think we had a bit of cynicism around it to start with, but actually it works. We have though, um, about three or four weeks ago, we did bring the team together in one site um, and, that was really good as well so we don't do it as as often as we have in the past but i think there is still something about doing that and it, it's it's a rare occurrence but then we had the director in to talk mm. about um again strategy they love that because actually it not many people get that um luxury of having that all together. So, yeah, we, we, we went through strategy, we went through the future, we focused lots on digital, we also did some social stuff around just, just this is nice to get together yeah. because, um, again, some of our people, are, we've got one person in a site, some of them we've got 10 people in the site. Um, it's We have people people, so they, they are, there's a desire to get to, you know, to get to people.
0: And the majority of that team uh, Homegrown, or they grew almost they, all. Yeah, they came into the team, and they
1: were previously
0: operations or frontline.
1: Yeah, front line. yeah uh, um, I think it's, uh, and I, this is my background as well from other other companies, but that, that's where I, I started in, in the contact center, went into recruitment, went into training, and, and 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 here I am. So, of course, I would say this, but don't forget, there's a hell of a lot of talent out there on on, on the front line. So that's. The, the where we can as an organization, we will grow from and that from that
0: talent that might be listening who think that pursuing a career in training is something they really, really want to do as the senior person l v you have a great influence what would you what are you looking for people to be able to demonstrate? what would you say to people that might be listening about how to best position themselves? to get into your world?
1: Yeah, I think um, all the things that we've talked about around understanding, learning, and, and being a people person is, an, and passion for people development, absolutely. That's probably the core of the motivation, but don't assume it's, it's, that's what it's only about because, as in most things, things have moved on. Um, it's about demonstrating business impact. Um, um i feel this is almost a cliche but agile or agility um, and, and the things you were talking about about being able to deal with change um i, I see it as much more of a business focused role through people than only training and learning is one of the ways that we'll get to people to, to people um, and, and, and success in the business so i find that people will get on much better and have a much more of a fun time if they understand that obviously we 're here for a reason, um, and we are one of the essential tools in the box um, we're not the only tool in the box, so yeah absolutely recognize that there's a business focus um, keep get yourself out there, make sure you are keeping up to date with industry trends that 's something I've learned in the last few years um, b- because without that how would you know Um, and there's loads of stuff out there as well the internet is obviously a goldmine but there's obviously there's a free events and everything Um, and and just be brave I think which is also one of our values so um, be it it sounds cheesy but if you're thinking should I do something do it contact people ring them up um, email them just 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 do it so I suppose I'm saying be a little bit of friendly pushy Yes
0: I no I, lo- I, lo- I, I love that and and finally um finally for this part anyway, I know there's you've got so many other hats so it'll be good to talk to you about them on another okay. um, episode All right. um, what what kind of excites you about the future of um, training
1: I think th- the the stuff I've just talked about about what we what what I would recommend someone to get into they're the skills you know I need to take my own medicine that that's it's not easy we've got to weave all of this in we've got loads of changes internally in my business and I'm thinking at the moment how do I line us up to make sure that we are helping the business do that Um, I'm I'm a problem solver I I like to think and I'm pragmatic so that plays to that strength but there is also loads of new interesting stuff out there and how can that help? So I've got a challenge that I'm really interested in at the moment around, okay, so what, I, what, what skills do I want personally and what, what do my team come, come in? So again, the, the world of data, the world of digital, um, it, it, keeping the skills up to date and what, what are those skills? Um, and and, and you you see the stuff out there around the the most important skills that that we'll get generally they're about people and influencing Um, we we need that so I'm looking forward to um, making a success of those I hope Um, but it ain't easy
0: Paul this has been um, fascinating thanks very much for giving up your time oh thanks Um, i'm not going to say people can with that in mind about kind of getting out there people can contact you and just engage with you yeah yeah lovely yeah (laughs) yeah i like a chat as you can tell (laughs) (laughs) No, this has been brilliant thank you very much for your time brilliant thank you thanks paul